This is AutoLine Daily, the show for people who really want to know what's going on in the global automotive industry. We start out today in Germany where a lot of people are angry with the automotive industry. Volkswagen, BMW, Daimler, and suppliers like Continental are going to collectively pay out 5 billion euros in dividends to shareholders. And this, at the same time, they're slashing the hours and pay of their employees and are asking the German government for economic stimulus for car sales. Meanwhile, in France, PSA and FCA have agreed to get rid of the billion euro dividend that each of them were going to pay to shareholders as part of their agreement to merge together. FCA was also supposed to pay a 5 billion euro special dividend to its shareholders, but that payment seems to be in limbo. FCA burned through 5 billion euros of its cash hoard in the first quarter this year as car sales plunged due to the pandemic. And here's our AutoLine insight. Any automaker or supplier that's paying out dividends at the same time that the global auto industry is crashing doesn't know how to manage for a crisis. In times like these, you want to slash spending and hoard all the cash that you can get. We don't know how this pandemic is going to evolve, and with the future so uncertain, corporate executives and their board of directors are putting the future of their companies at risk. Even though they want to help out shareholders who have seen their investment plummet in value, they're taking an undue risk in shoveling so much cash out the door. You may have a different view, and that's what the comments section is for. And just to put an exclamation point on this, sales of heavy-duty trucks in the U.S. really went down a lot last month. They didn't drop as much as the light-duty market, but sales of big trucks were down 41% compared to last year, and were at their lowest level since 2011. Class 6 and 8 trucks were hit the hardest, down 66% and 49% respectively. The only class that did not see a double-digit drop was Class 5. They were up 5.5% thanks to a big sales jump from Freightliner. But through the first quarter of the year, heavy-duty trucks were down 23% compared to 2019. Car companies are adding all kinds of advanced driver systems to their cars, but they're also dreaming up their own marketing names for these safety systems, and that's confusing a lot of consumers. So the AAA, Consumer Reports, J.D. Power, the National Safety Council, and SAE International teamed up to recommend common names for ADAS technologies. They've broken the systems into several categories, collision warning, collision intervention, driving control assistance, parking assistance, and other driver assistance systems. They want to make it clearer that these systems are meant to assist and not replace the driver. And the names are based on functionality instead of all the different terminology that automakers have come up with for marketing reasons. Have you ever heard of digital stamp collecting? Well, neither had we, but... Lamborghini has partnered with Bitstamps to offer its very first digital collector stamp. It comes with a picture of the new Huracan Evo Spider. Each stamp is actually a single digital object, and its history and uniqueness are guaranteed by blockchain technology. The stamps can be purchased, collected, 
or even resold just like a paper stamp. Lamborghini will issue 20,000 of these stamps and you can buy them by downloading the Bitstamps app. We've never seen a golf cart cooler than Bubba Watson's hovercraft, but this golf cart might come in second. The Finn Scooter is an electric golf bag carrying motorcycle. It's said to be easier to ride than a bicycle, can travel up to 15 miles an hour with the twist of a thumb lever on the handlebar, and it's even got its own kickstand with a golf club head on the end. I'm sure the real question that you're wondering about is price. A Finn Scooter is $3,500, but compare that to about five to 7,000 bucks for a new electric golf cart. The company says not only is the Finn more fun than a golf cart, but it can save up to seven and a half minutes per hole because each golfer is driving right to their own ball. And because the cart only carries one person, you can maintain social distancing as you hook into a sand trap or slice into the rough. Due to the ban on global events, Porsche is going to hold its first new model unveiling on its web TV channel. Two new Porsche 911 models will be unveiled over three episodes that start on Monday, May 18th. Experts are going to provide insight into special technical features, historical background, and even the design of these models. The Chevrolet Corvette C8 sure is one whale of a supercar, but it's missing one classic supercar feature. Scissor doors! Icon Motorsports is charging to the rescue with its Lambo door kit for the new C8. It comes with two gas shocks, two scissor door hinges, and all the mounting hardware. The kit can be pre-ordered now for $3,000, but that includes installation. Making sure that vehicle interiors are sanitized is more important now than ever before. So Hyundai is exploring different ways to keep the inside of your car clean. One solution is detachable seat covers that can be easily removed with a zipper or Velcro strip. But it's also experimenting with ultraviolet light located in the dome light to sterilize the seats, the steering wheel, and dashboard. UV light is already used in subways and hospital operating rooms to disinfect areas, but certain UV wavelengths can pose a health risk, so it would only be used when no one's in the vehicle. One complaint about electric cars is how long it takes to charge them. So Kia is developing an 800-volt charging system for its electric vehicles. Currently, the only car from a large automaker that uses 800-volt technology is the Porsche Taycan. Kia says it will provide charging times below 20 minutes, but for those who don't want to spend the money for an 800-volt system, it's also going to have a 400-volt version. Kia will introduce the technology in its next-gen EVs in Europe starting next year. It didn't reveal which models will get the system, but they'll all be built on a new EV-specific platform. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Volkswagen has struggled for years in the U.S. market. It actually used to dominate sales of imported cars, but that was way back in the days of the Beetle. Since then, it's never figured out how to get Americans to buy Volkswagens like they used to. But maybe that's starting to change. It finally has a full-size seven-passenger SUV in its lineup, and it didn't give it some weirdo name that sounds goofy to American ears. 
They call it the Atlas. And last month, it was the second best-selling model in the lineup, second only to the Tiguan, a CUV. To extend the model line, Volkswagen recently added a five-passenger version, the Atlas Cross Sport, that is five inches shorter and 148 pounds lighter than the seven-passenger version. You can easily tell the two models apart because the Cross Sport has a forward-leaning D-pillar and much faster backlight. VW offers two engines, a 3.6-liter V6 and a 2-liter Turbo 4 with 235 horsepower and 258 pound-feet of torque. That's the engine I got to test drive in an SE model with an 8-speed automatic. VW finally understood that if it wanted to sell SUVs to Americans, that it had to be big, especially inside. Its last effort, the Touareg, was a bulky, heavy machine that wasn't very roomy, was really expensive, and had one of those weirdo names. Fortunately, the Atlas Cross Sport feels as wide as the Mississippi, has headroom as tall as the Rockies, and feels like you can stretch your legs out the length of Montana. This is exactly the package that will appeal to a lot of American families. It's an easy vehicle to drive, with the engine producing decent acceleration. It's a bit loud under heavy acceleration, but certainly not annoying. VW engineers did a nice job calibrating the ride. It's quite supple on rough pavement, something that's not easy to do in an all-wheel drive vehicle with big 20-inch wheels like the one that I test drove. That's a lot of unsprung weight. I did feel that it had a bit too much wind noise at highway speeds that seemed to be coming from the rear view mirrors. The EPA rates this at 20 miles to the gallon, which is pretty unimpressive for a four-cylinder engine. NHTSA has not given it a safety rating yet, but the seven-passenger Atlas gets a five-star rating, and there's no reason why the Crossport should not get the same rating. The model I drove cost just over $40,000, including destination charges. So here's my bottom line. It's a good vehicle, but does not have any outstanding features. It will primarily appeal to people who want an SUV, but don't want to be driving what everyone else has. And they'll be completely satisfied with the Atlas Cross Sport. Yesterday, President Trump praised Elon Musk for defying local health officials and reopening Tesla's plant in Fremont, California. Mr. Musk is also threatening to leave California and move to Texas. But is he really going to go through with that? Or could this just be some part of a greater marketing plan? Well, that's going to be one of the topics that we dive into today on AutoLine After Hours. We'll be going live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and the consultant, Paul Eichenberg, and Jamie Butters from Automotive News will be on the show. So join me and Gary for some of the best analysis of what's going on in the automotive industry. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching.